You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. I don't think I've ever had a more amazing start to a show than having the producer get in my ear and say, you're making me nervous before I've even said a single <laughs> word. Let's go. Two hours in, three more to go. You ain't getting rid of me. It's Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Jason Fitz, hanging out with Peter Burns, my buddy. We're going to get into a bunch. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And uh, Burnsy, uh, I, I want to ask you about Christmas, but but before we do any of that, Thursday night football for once doesn't suck. So we should really focus on why this is a key matchup. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You want to talk sports? Because I know, because listen in, like for the last two hours, it was like how good of a human Jason Fitz is. So, well, like, the fact that you actually want to talk Thursday night football here, I'm all in for it. Did I, tell you, did I tell you that I'm going to uh, go uh, volunteer at a soup kitchen on Christmas? I'm just, the, the hits keep coming. I'm just, I'm just on, I'm, I'm on one today. Uh, maybe it's the Grinch hoodie that I'm wearing. I, I'm disappointed you did not come to the broadcast that people can see. <laughs> See in the ESPN app with any any Christmas gear. There's no Christmas wear. There's no like no Santa hat for Peter. Bro, I'm going to stand up for just one second. It's horrible. Okay. Ready? I'm going to do it right now. Look at what I'm. I'll wearing. commentate on it. Okay. Right. Oh, you saw my thighs. Yeah, I knew like five minutes before we were going to be on television today. So this is the best you're getting right now. So you're prepared. Like you're prepared Thursday night football. You're prepared for this weekend and what's going to happen with playoff implications. I right here, I'm going to bring very little to the conversation other than doing the live reads and making sure you're out on the hard outs. That's oh. all. I'm here for you, my friend. I was I, I was going to say if you're doing the live reads, then then I'm putting my my Grinch feet up and I'm just going to have a good good old time. I do want to ask people. I didn't tell Devin or Peter I was going to ask this question. Triple eight say es. ESPN 888-729-3776. I'm feeling some kind of way about the fact that this weekend is Christmas, obviously. And my beloved Raiders play on Christmas Eve. But let's face it, the season has not been particularly good. How do you all watch? Like, how do you find the balance? Are you watching your favorite team on Christmas weekend? Are you getting away with it? Like, is there a side? Because, like, Christmas Day, three football games, like 57 basketball games, five actually consecutive on ESPN and ABC that you should watch. How are you doing it? Like, are people putting up teams? I I don't have kids. Like, I, I don't know what people... With kids do through this whole process. So Triple Eight, say ESPN. Go ahead. So for us, like I got a five year old and a three year old right now. So we're we're in the absolute like the wheelhouse of Santa. So I can watch a little bit in the afternoon. The problem is, is going to cut into the nap time. There's no doubt about it. It's going to cut into the nap time here at the Burns household because you know everybody fits that's listening to us right now. They're driving over to holidays. They're waking up early. I mean, like what your normal uh, wake up call is is what seven a.m. I imagine we're taking minus two hours on Christmas Day. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. Like, that's not easy. actual yeah. Christmas Day. You're minus yeah. two because the kids can't get to bed. They're ready to rock and roll. Santa's there give, delivering all the gifts. I think it's I, – I, I don't know if it's the same feeling for Thanksgiving, obviously, where, like, you almost plan the day around it. It's almost like the, the, like the hangover of, you know, Christmas Eve and then actually getting the presents the next day. Oh, no. If I had asked my mom to turn on a football game during Christmas, oh – I'd have gotten my butt beat. Like there was no, like there was no way that TV was coming on to watch a football game when I was a kid. So I can't, I can't mm. imagine. Now you don't have to worry about that tonight because tonight 
is a game with massive playoff implications in the AFC. The Jags, 6-8, and eight, no. taking on the Jets, 7-7. Seven and seven. That's at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Amazon. And, you know, what's really interesting to me about this game, frankly, is that the, the Jags have a, a runway in front of them now. The, the Titans' yeah. injury to Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis coming in as the starter, I don't think that helps the Titans at all at the last portion of the season. I'm expecting them to implode, which means that's going to crack the door open for the Jags. But for the Jags to make the playoffs, they need to win these types of games, and the weather is not going to be helpful. No, but you look at what, what the way the Jacks are playing right now. Is there a team right now that you feel like all of a sudden you're seeing watch grow up right in front of your eyes? I mean, the way that Trevor Lawrence has played over the what last three or four weeks, at 300 yards, at three touchdowns, it feels like he's in command of that team. And that's something that I think the Jets organization wanted to see from Zach Wilson when they got this deep into the season. Hell, they wanted to even see it a little bit last week when Mike White was out, right? Like, show me you're going to be the dude, right? Because there, you can't go back and say, all right, well, let's go back and, and, and redraft the 2021 NFL draft, right? Because you can't do it because the Jets weren't ever going to have that opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence. But they wanted to see some glimpse of what we're seeing with Jacksonville right now and grow into a real quarterback. And again, this is monster. And we talk so much about, oh, it's been Zach Wilson and what he's going to be in the future and the organization. But how big a, of a game is this for Trevor Lawrence? I don't think we've been talking about that enough to to solidify how good you're going to play at the end of the year fits, but then also to win over that team. Because as much as you want to win in Week 6 and Week 5 and and early in the season to get some momentum, these are the games that matter. Because now all of the NFL is starting to realize, okay, well, that's not the Jags, the old Jags, right? That's not the Urban Meyer Jags. This is a real legit team. And all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence now has an opportunity, Fitz, to put himself in kind of that, not not the Joe Burrow conversation, but all of a sudden on deck to be that kind of next guy where you're thinking, all right, uh, this guy's got some moxie. Can, can we also acknowledge, he's Peter Burns, I'm Jason Fitz, we're in on Barton Hahn. Uh, there is a level of Trevor Lawrence that I think every single team should look at because you're talking about somebody, and you and I both work a lot around college football, right? And after his rookie, I I have to remind everybody, after his freshman year at Clemson, there were people actually saying he should legally challenge the inability to be drafted because he was going to be John Elway right away, right? And so he comes in, and now he comes in with these heaped expectations, and Urban Meyer almost blows it for him in his rookie year with the Jags. Now Doug Peterson comes in, a competent, capable offensive coach that's capable of getting the best out of Trevor Lawrence and we're seeing this quick development took the first half of the season a little too many interceptions started to get used to this offense he's playing like the Trevor Lawrence I think all of us that covered him in college expected him to be it also speaks to the fact that you can't just draft a quarterback Zach Wilson and expect him to be a savior Zach Wilson you got to have the right systems around him you got to have the right players around him you got to have the right coaches around him that will figure out how to maximize what they're capable of I think organizationally the Jags really that they were screwing up Trevor Lawrence, which is tough to do, but they fixed it. And that's got to count for something that everybody should be studying. Yeah, but I also think that we live in such a microwavable society right now that we all of a sudden have looked at, all right, hey, you know, remember Spencer Rattler was going to be the overall number one draft pick when he right. comes out. Like, we don't even know if he's going to go, go into the NFL draft, but like, 
you know, I'm 43 years old, Fitz. And so now I look at that, I remember I was like, you know, back in my day, you used to have to play one or two years before you start to get a feel for how quick the game is and how big of a difference maker. I talk to Spears about that all the time. He's like, bro, I knew I was playing good football over at LSU, but it's like, it wasn't until I got on Sundays that I realized it was a whole different level. And what I thought it was going to be, it was completely different. And so when we look at it going, oh, it wasn't a great year for Trevor Lawrence, I say it was a normal year last year in his rookie camp campaign okay the Jags didn't do himself any favors like you said but also it was a matter of by the way I think it takes two years to become really good in the NFL Joe Burrow was an aberration uh, especially with the offensive line that he had with the Bengals and but but are we going to do the same about Zach Wilson right like are are we going to do the same where everybody's going to say all right Zach Wilson is clearly a bust at this point are you willing to go that far right now yeah yeah. Yeah, well Here's the thing. I don't. Hmm, let me qualify this. I think you'll understand what I'm saying. I love anytime somebody says I got to qualify. Yeah. So I'm all in on that. I don't think Zach Wilson was ever worthy of being the second overall pick based on the body of work that he gave us in college football. Fair. And as a result, we've heaped expectations on him that were never fair to begin with. So I think Zach Wilson is kind of the quarterback I expected him to be. It's no. the Jets' fault that we call that a bust. No different. You know my Raiders fandom. Everybody does. Uh, when Clee Furl was drafted in the t- top of the first round to be a pass rusher. Anybody that watched my guy at Clemson knew he was a fundamentally sound, hold the edge, uh, can't move him much off the line of scrimmage. He's not a guy that makes big, flashy highlight plays, but he's there and does his job well. Really, really worth being a mid to late first or late uh, early second round pick. Because he was picked fourth overall, everybody's like, well, now you got to be a pass rusher. Well, there's never going to be Clee. So he was going to be a bust no matter what. I think Zach Wilson was going to be a bust no matter what because he wasn't drafted in the right. If he'd been drafted in the third round and was playing the way he's playing, we'd be like, all right, I see what's happening. I mean, you go back and look at what Brock Purdy is, right? Mr. Irrelevant, all of a sudden, you're like, hey, you know what? All of a sudden, they are in, in they're putting him in Kyle Shanahan develops an offense that says, I don't need you to go out there and be Trevor Lawrence, what Trevor Lawrence needs to be and throw in for 300 yards and be a Patrick Mahomes and put up all of these numbers. It is just the expectation level. And I'm fascinated by this, and I know we're going to talk National Signing Day in a little bit, but now with name, image, and likeness coming out so much right now, I'm also starting to wonder of how many guys, of course, want to be a top draft pick because of the money, but are we ever going to get to a point, Fitz, where you have the next Arch Manning, the guys that are going to make a boatload of money in the NIL world on the collegiate level and be able to cash in, finally say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to be the third, fourth, fifth pick. I'd be better off if I'm 16, 17, 18. That I can say, I want to go to this team because I'm going to develop. Now, that wouldn't have happened with Trevor Lawrence going overall number one, right? I mean, that that's something that you'll always be able to talk about, and the money spend's really good. I'm just curious if we're ever going to bridge that gap to where guys are saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll be the next Roethlisberger that goes and falls to the Steelers. Maybe I'll be an Aaron Rodgers that can sit behind a star, but I'll learn and develop the right way. You know, when you mention that, it makes me think about the running back position particularly. Like, why go out and put yourself in a situation where you're going to be a third-round pick that is going to make a little money in the NFL and then you're going to get beat up for a few years? Or you can be a superstar on the campus of Texas, for example, make a ton of money and keep playing at the college level. Like I think it's going to be interesting position by position. The other quick interesting thing to me about Trevor Lawrence is that he gets the benefit of developing in Jacksonville. Like, if you think about it, if, if he was if he had the same exact season he had last year, through no fault of his own, but it was in New York, we would be screaming about every tiny little nuance, much like we are with Zach Wilson. So, uh, unfortunately for Zach, he went from BYU 
to New York. Fortunately for Trevor Lawrence, he went from Clemson that was al- already every single ounce of scrutiny you could possibly imagine. It actually went down a little bit. Yeah, or, like, I would argue he had less attention and scrutiny at, at Jacksonville. Like, there was a point his last season where we were trying to, in college, where people were trying to say that he lost it because he was throwing too many picks. And it was like, really? We're trying to fault Trevor Lawrence at this point? So, yeah, I think he does have less eyeballs, less scrutiny. It allows him to develop better because he's developing outside the magnifying glass that is New York. You know that I'm a squirrel, so I'm so ADD. Now I keep thinking about what's the bigger, like, just reality change than being at BYU to the Jets. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, the biggest gap of going from one place to a, the absolute complete opposite. And I don't know if Zach Wilson's had a, any any worse than anyone else that I can remember in, in, in recent history. Yeah, not, not to mention the fact that Zach came off of a, a year at BYU where he was great. But it was COVID and nobody was game planning for anybody. Like, it just feels like this whole thing was set up weird. Now, obviously, uh, tonight uh, we'll see what he can do in the rain. It's going to be the elements on it are going to be wild. Uh, you guys can be a part of Barton Hahn Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888 say ESPN, 888 729 3776. ESPN Nations presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, we're going to get into a little bit of name, image, likeness in just a second here. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz. Some banger, by the way. Absolute banger. Oh, yeah. What is this? Yeah. I mean, Josiah's like, he's, he's on the ones and twos over there getting us hyped. It's like making the trunk rattle in the car. I asked you guys earlier how you uh, prepare to watch all of these games with kids running around. I, I love the fact that I can ask that question and somebody will call in. So make sure you guys the best. Will in Missouri, thanks for calling the show, Will. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours. How are you doing this? How are you handling it? I'm doing good, man. I'm actually working right now uh, for the post office delivering some packages. So getting cold in here. I bet, man. Thanks for thanks for making doing sure everybody Lord's gets work. their Christmas yeah. presents in time. Look, yeah, he is doing the Lord's work. So, how are you going to watch all these games with the little ones running around? Well, you go. You got a couple options. You could go with the grandparents; they could take them for a little bit. You got the auntie. You got the Christmas gifts, or you could just go. Hey, go take a nap and lay down. <laughs> uh, that's not that's not a bad idea. Like, uh, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it, and thanks for the work you're doing, man. It, it's it's hard work in the holidays right now for the post office. Uh, Birds, fit, let, fit. Let, think about this. You got the little ones. Can you just look at them and be like, "Hey, now go." Lay oh, 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 I'll be honest with you. The MVP in the Burns household is Bluey. That whole family <laughs> on Disney Plus, right? The amount of hours that we get from it that that just like me and my wife are just like, okay, listen, you know what? That's fine. And then that like, and parents will know exactly what I'm talking about right now. Okay, Fitzy. 
when they come to you and they're like, one more? Can we watch one more? And the joy that you can give to your kids is greater than any gift when you can tell them they can watch like one more Bluey episode. They're like, Mom, Dad, one more? You're like, and you have to fake like you don't want them to watch one more episode because you know that it's going to give you like another 15 minutes of life. And so you're just like, I don't know. Okay, you can watch one more. They start going. I mean, they're crazy. They're crazy. They're like Raiders fans, right? Right oh, there at the end of the Patriots. You're like, yeah, anytime you could do it. It's the wins. This is amazing. Uh, and now I feel like a child because I feel that joy whenever I'm like, you know, I decide to watch one more episode of anything. I realize I am a child. Uh, speaking of kids, a lot of kids had their lives change uh, yesterday. Now, I said this on air yesterday. I'm going to say it again for anybody that's out on the Twitter machine. If a prospect did not choose your school, don't be that guy. That's just my quick reminder. Don't be that guy on Twitter that's going after a kid who made the, the best decision for their life and you don't agree with it. So now that we have that caveat out of the way. Oh, no, but real quick, before you bring that up, even more so now, Fitz, and I'm glad you bring that up, because of the transfer portal, I also think that it's temp- the temperature down a little bit of fans going, you know what, you didn't pick my school? All right, I'm not going to rip you on social media. I'm not going to rip you and put out some viral video. I'm actually going to be like, hey, bro, it's okay. When it doesn't work out well for you there, just remember we still love you. Like coaches are telling me, it's like the amount of times now that they recruit a kid, they know they have no chance of signing. If for no other reason, they want to be choice number two in the transfer portal. That is a real thing that's happening right now. That is wild because you hear NFL teams do this all the time, where they'll they'll scout mm-hmm. somebody they know they don't have a shot at drafting. Why? Because they want to get any information they can in case that player comes available later, or in case they're facing that player. It helps them know more about everybody and, and it's become such a different world I mean signing day coming in yesterday really changes the way we view so many programs kudos and shout out by the way to Oregon who last second just sort of found themselves they were outside the top 10 and before you know it they had a top six recruiting class Dan Lanning did a really Russia. really nice job uh, at top five I should say now uh, for Oregon they've got it up on the screen uh, top recruiting classes Bama one Georgia two Miami three Oklahoma four uh, Oregon five and you know it, it raises Peter the the NIL conversation to an even hotter level because a large part of what we were talking about yesterday was who's deciding to go where based on what money they're making and it's a little bit to that point I like but uh, but again I think that there are people that select and I think there's people that recruit there are some teams that need to recruit and by recruit you're meaning I want you to come here I will beg you to come to my school whatever it takes whether it's NIL or whatever it needs needs to happen Instagram posts whatever it means like I recruit you there are still going to be programs that select Alabama doesn't recruit they select Georgia it would Kirby smart has gotten to the point where they don't recruit they select Ohio State's been that way for for many years and even even Clemson and I find Clemson maybe to be one of the more interesting stories I mean Fitz you saw people losing their mind yesterday about what Dabo Sweeney had to say about name image and likeness in fact I believe we have that sound I want to play it because I want to get your reaction to it here was what Dabo Sweeney said about a different type of name image and likeness happening on signing day we built this program on NIL we really did and and I it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. So as things have changed, God has, God has always been, uh, you know, the foundation of, of what I do. And uh, so, you know, we've been dealing with his name, image, and likeness for a long time. And I think as this new era has come forward, uh, you know, 
God just continues to bless us here at Clemson. What do you think about it? That is on brand for Dabo. Um, and I, I, I will say loudly, you know, I spent 20 plus years in the South. Um, and there are a lot of people that maybe didn't spend as much time in the South that think faith is an act or faith is a statement. And for some people, it is absolutely mm-hmm. how they do what they do, why they do what they do, and how they personify every decision that they make. I have. I have certainly friends in my life that no matter what you say or do, it's I'm going to pray about it. I'm praying for you. I think that's a very real part of Dabo. It also, though, just sort of, you know, to, to think that we built this program in God's name, image, and likeness, I, I, I don't know that you can – what do you even say to that? Like, how, how is that a, a recruiting other than you're going to kids of faith and saying, hey, you want to play here? I'm not sure – how that really impacts what they're recruiting. More so, I think what it is, is not so much as recruiting the kids itself, it's recruiting the parents. Remember, I mean, the, how big a part of role that is, is that it's not just the kid himself, right? They want to play. They know Clemson is a great place to play. They know that they'll be on television. They'll know they'll probably have an opportunity to play for college football playoff. But how many of these kids come from a family, or if it's a mom or a dad, to where faith speaks to them? And that's a recruiting pitch. Now, the recruiting pitch might be Lane Kiffin's offense over at Ole Miss, and he gets guys in the transfer portal. It might be uh, Lincoln Riley, an explosive offense. You're going to play it over on the, on the West Coast. If this is a pitch for Dabo and it works, I really truly think that this is who Dabo is. And, there's a, and he's built that program to be on a higher enough echelon to where he is one of those guys that can select. And guys and families, more importantly, are going to buy into that. And I think it's ridiculous anybody ripping Dabo Dabo for being anybody than who he truly is, because there's a lot of fake when it comes to college athletics. Yeah, and there is a moment to me where the presumption that faith is fake is not one that I will ever make. And, you know, frankly, again, there are so many amazing people in my life that really live by a standard of faith in everything they do. If that's part of how Dabo wants to sit in living rooms and say, hey, because, again, every college football coach is the highest paid educator at their respective school, right? Like, they are the highest paid teacher in their state. They are the the representative Mm -hmm. of a college. And we always ask kids to go out and represent the school that they wear when they're acting anywhere. If they're out in society, they are representing the school. We always ask them to do that. I want coaches to do the same. I want coaches to understand that they are the billboard for Clemson. They are the billboard for Alabama. And that billboard can be different. So as long as that billboard is one that is genuine for you and it's a pillar you'll stand on, I have no problem. And, and I, I don't, I can't imagine why anybody does with somebody coming out and saying, I'm going to put faith first. Yeah. right? And that, that, that's a reasonable thing to me. The only thing that was fake is, did you see Randy Randy Scott's haircut? Like that thing's not real. I think <laughs> I saw the first two hours of that thing. That was way too clean cut. That's a man that spends seventy five dollars. I guarantee you on a haircut. There's want, no thing that thing is real. You want a Randy Scott secret today? I found out yes, on, on SportsCenter. He wore a suit, had a perfect pocket square that was beautiful white. Turns out, paper towel wasn't a real pocket square. Forgot his pocket square. Use paper towel. Man that will fraudulently pocket square on SportsCenter. Unbelievable. You just can't trust. Uh, all right. We're going to keep breaking down some name, image, likeness conversation because there's some interesting things that happened yesterday that will impact the way college football is viewed and consumed for the next generation. We're going to break it down. But coming up, is this Zach Wilson's last chance to prove he's a starting quality quarterback? We'll ask a former NFL player next. Martin Hahn, Peter Burns, Jason Fitz, in for the guys.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Bart and Han. It's Bart and Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Except for it's neither Bart nor Han. It's Peter Burns and Jason Fitz. By the way, shameless plug, Fitz and Harry starts January 3rd. This exact time slot, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll be hanging out with my buddy Harry Douglas Monday through Friday. Hope you'll hang out with us in all these same places, including the ESPN app, where you can watch us. You can see Bernsey and I right now. I got a Grinch hoodie on. Uh, I'm, I'm the idiot. He's the dashingly good-looking one. It's, it's, it's sort of the way these things work. Uh, uh, peek behind the curtain. We're, we're, we're about to bring on a guest, and for anyone that's been listening to ESPN Radio all morning, uh, I, I was hanging out with uh, Randy Scott for a couple hours. Uh, while hanging out with Randy Scott in on Greeny before this, I talked to Rob Ninkovich. We're bringing Nink back. It's kind of like we're bringing Sexy back, but it's a much different beat. Uh, Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us now. Nink, I, I ended our, our last interview by asking you the best Christmas present that you ever got. I, I'm going to take it a different route this time, though. Okay? I, I just couldn't come up with one. Did you, like, you, you stumped him? No. Is that like, what happened? I mean, think about what's the, the best Christmas gift ever. I mean, what are you going to say? Uh... I got a red wagon when I was seven. Like, come on. I don't I, know. I can tell you right now, a super VGA monitor, like back in like what? 1984, back when the like, computers were like just coming up and you could play computer games. I, I was can, born I can, in 84. I vividly so. remember wow. like getting like a, we had like these old CGA and EGA monitors, like computer dork here. And we got, I can vividly remember. Come on, Nick. You got to remember your your favorite. What, what about this? My thing? favorite Let, one? Let's take, let's take a little turn on this. How about just family time? Did, wait, wait. Nice. Did, did, a, did a player like, I don't but know, I'm Brady ever Get you like a fancy present? Did you ever get a fancy present from a player? A player, yeah. a fancy present, like a teammate. Uh, yeah, I mean, teammate present. No, well, I'm not like uh, offensive lineman, so my quarterback isn't buying me a cool present. I I thought who buys year- who buys the the defensive side of the ball like the cool present? I bought everyone pizza cookers. I thought that was a really cool present. Okay, that's actually really, that's badass. That's that's actually you you know, like my favorite. Uh, you know the the it's like a frozen pizza cooker. It's got like the little timer on it. You put it to 15. Bang, done. Bing. All right, so now we're going to Goes off. This. Perfect. Perfectly done. Crispy. You don't have to, just, you know, but you put it right be, in. No preheating, nothing. You put but, it in, bang. And, and Nick, that's got to be weird, right? There's got to be some kind of protocol because you always hear about the quarterbacks buying their offensive linemen all these gifts, especially after the season, whether it's a watch or something like that. Is it awkward? Because once you watch one of your teammates give somebody else a, a, a present, you can't. I mean, you can't exchange it in the locker room, right? It has to be. It has to be off premise. I would imagine, or no, else you, now you're on the hook for all these other presents. No, I mean, you do your position group. We all know it's it's usually it's it's separated through positions. So the DBs they have their own room. O line they have their own room. Defensive line their own room. Linebackers. So you take care of your group. That's it. 
Nink, this is the real question because you know the movie Christmas Vacation. I'm hoping in this process, right? You know the movie. I mean, who doesn't? Know okay, Christmas I'm just Vacation. making sure because in my mind, Belichick is Mr. Shirley in this situation. Like everybody comes into the office with a little present for you know, coach. For like, hey, no, yeah, I never no. got Bill anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> can't decide if that's better or worse like it just seems like the gift giving process just would be can you, I mean, can like you, what do you give bill like <laughs> you give him uh, a, a film Thanks. to break down like you like <laughs> they give him the 1985 bears uh patriots super bowls they'll be like watch this tape this is great defense like that's that's would that blow it. your mind if all of a sudden you you went to the mailbox one day and you got like the christmas card from the belichicks and it's just him like just I all get a dressed christmas up card. i get a christmas card from the belichick okay but is it the picture oh, that's, that's a fancy is, is it the Pick, I mean, that's the biggest brag of all time. Like, is it the just a it's holiday not, it's card, or is it like Bill, like so in the picture, and like this is what we did today? And in February more, was a really cool month. So for I'm, the I'm, I'm close with Steve. So you know, me and Steve exchanged Christmas cards. Okay, you know, okay. me and Steve. Bill, I, I I just don't. Maybe he puts an outfit on his dog, you know, Nike or something, because I think he's got a little dog. But I'm just imagining no. Bill writing one of those letters in review, and it's like, won the Super Bowl. That's all it says. You know on what? It, Bill, I, I would say win the Super Bowl. One of the really cool gifts I got, but it wasn't even for me, Bill gave uh, my daughter, Olivia, a, uh, a children's book about football, and inside he inscribed it. That's nice. pretty cool. Merry Christmas, Bill Belichick, signature with all the Super Bowls. Pretty cool. That's amazing. We're talking to Rob Ninkovich. We should ask him about football. You picked the you never Eagles got me to beat anything, the Cowboys. No. Well, <laughs> I wish he gave me a book inscribed. Like, I'd take, take, give me a picture, Bill. Come Can't on. you send him something now and just be like, hey, coach, sign this for me? I mean, yeah. I can't wait 30 years to ask for something, so I gotta, I'm against the clock. <laughs> all right, so you picked the Eagles to beat the Cowboys this weekend with no Jalen Hurts. Why? I like the Eagles. Cowboys can't stop the run. Uh, Jaguars ran for 190 yards on the ground. It's going to be really cold. Actually, it won't. They're going to Dallas, right? Mm. But I still think it's. But it's inside, so it's going to be all right. I was going to say I don't think they're not not cold this weekend. Yeah, it's cold everywhere this this like weekend. It's going to be five in Texas, which is crazy. But uh, I I like Minshew. I like the Canadian tuxedo. I like the full jean jacket. I, I love it all. So give me Minshew with the mullet and the mustache. Yeah, how much of that? Because I, I almost think, too, Nink, it, we, we look this deep into the season, it's about building your roster. Like, early in the year, it's about what you did with free agents and the draft picks, but late in the year, it's about who you kept on your roster. For the 49ers, it'll work with Garoppolo, and right now, the Eagles had an opportunity to get rid of, of Gardner, but they felt like, hey, listen, we're not 100% sure maybe with Jalen what happens, maybe he gets injured. How smart and how much credit do the Eagles have for having a capable quarterback there at backup? I, I really think that he's going to be fine. And mm. the reason being his offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. If you protect Minshew, give him some time, he's not going to run around like Hurts. He's not, he's not going to have design run plays, but he'll still be able to manage the game. And I think the, the Cowboys are they're on the ropes right now. You know, they, they almost lose to the Texans. They do lose to the Jaguars, which, see, yeah, I'll take a victory lap and say that I picked the Jaguars last week, which I did. <laughs> uh, so I could see... It being another tough, uh, tough go at it for the Cowboys. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Ninko Fifty. We wasted so much of your time, and I don't. It's okay. I haven't. I haven't honestly, I haven't looked at Twitter in a year and a half. But, but yeah, yeah, give me but, a shout out. You know what? That's still we, we like shout it out there, Nick. This is part of what yeah, we do. Cool. Uh, do you get a little family time? How are you going to get to your Christmas day off and hang out with the family? No, I'm going to be working. Nah, okay. I'm working. Okay, it's great. Well, 
All right. I'm, glad I, I'm really glad I asked. I, I managed okay. to land this plane really well. Nick, appreciate you, my friend. Happy holidays to you and yours. Thanks for hanging Thanks. out. Thanks. See you guys. ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich. Uh, Bernsey, what do you think? The the odds that Nick ever wants to be interviewed by me again are one in a thousand? No, no it's good because you didn't have no hard-hitting questions, right? Yeah, like we right. were able to kind of like glide into it. And yeah, well, it might have been the, the landing was a little bit different. Yeah, that's okay. But again, I'm more curious about that because like, listen, we've been talking about all these games, of course. I heard you guys talk about Malik Willis and, and Ryan Tannehill early, but but the idea of what it's like inside an NFL locker room is makes it so unique of the guys that we have, and the fact that like even like Belichick doesn't give Nink any uh, any kind of Christmas presents or how that whole thing works always intriguing me. I, I like the idea of Belichick being Mister Shirley and just like put it over there with the rest of them. All right, our program today is brought to you by Peacock, presenting the new original limited series. The Best Man, the final chapters from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday and executive producer of Insecure, streaming now only on Peacock. Chapters only on Peacock. And here I thought Peacock was just for me to watch 80s WWE. Let's go. Matthew Stafford says he's not retiring. So, which vet quarterback has the best chance to bounce back next year? We'll answer that next. Barton Hahn, Peter Burns, Jason Fitz, in for the guys on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Bart and Han. Spartan Han on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Peter Burns, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at Peter Burns ESPN, at Jason Fitz. That's how you get in on the fun. Plus, you can call 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Now... We'll get into some bounce-back quarterbacks in just a second. But, Bernsey, you're about to get dragged into a discussion that happened earlier on radio because there was a caller on the last show in Greeny when I was hanging out with Randy Scott that was talking about you know having multiple favorite teams. One happened to be, I think, the Dolphins, and one happened to be the Giants. Producer Nuno took true offense to the concept that you could even have. NFC, to- AFC, maybe depends on if you if you move. Like, I, I used to live in Louisiana, so I pulled for the Saints, but then covered the Broncos for a while, so had a whole situation there. I, I could kind of see it. No. Uh, here's here's the, the, the line in the sand, and this is always one thing. If they're playing in the Super Bowl, who are you rooting for? Because nobody's rooting for a tie in the Super Bowl. That'll mm. tell you who your favorite team is, I think. But Wade in Florida, is, is Wade wants to chime in on rooting for two teams. And look, if I'm going to host multiple shows, we're just going to bring callers over from one to the other. Cross Wade, over. what you got, man? Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, good good afternoon, and thank you for taking the call. Hey, I'm a Washington Commanders fan, so I always root for them. But I also root for somebody else 
every week except for two weeks. And that's whoever plays the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't care who it is. So I'm rooting just as hard for the Commanders as I am for anybody who can put down those Cowboys. All right. Wade, Wade is – Merry Christmas, Happy well Holidays, played. Wade. You are playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. Because let me be very clear. I spend every week they're, – they're, they're, nothing makes my, my heart happier my, for my entire week. My entire week goes the way of the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders win. I'm happy. The only mm-hmm. thing that could make it even better is if I could also see a Chiefs loss, a Chargers loss, and a Broncos <laughs> loss in the same week. Like, I, So I'm it's re- not the enemy. My enemy is my friend. It's the enemy of my divisional opponent is yeah. my friend. Basically. Well, and I'm also usually rooting – against the Patriots and rooting against the Steelers. I got a lot of root against. Like, there's history with a lot of teams and the Raiders. I, like, it, I got a laundry list over there. Well, you know what's so funny, and that's why probably last week we had to be so incredibly sweet for you. I mean, mm. just going back to the Tuck game and everything, <laughs> I, I would have just loved, I would have paid whatever the ESPN Plus, I, I would have done it just to have the Fitz feed for that game, especially on the last play. And seeing Mac Jones just get Heisman, it was incredible. Dude, oh, if the cops didn't come to my house on Sunday, <laughs> you got no shot. I, I could go full Dexter and I don't even need to be in the basement because I can do whatever I want. Nobody's going to, like, I was screaming like a child. It was funny, though, with that call, he talked about being a commander's team. And we saw the Ron Rivera um, quote, or the, the video yesterday, right? When, uh, what was the guy, Jeremy, um, that got named to the Pro Bowl on the special teams. I don't know if you saw the viral video. It goes, it's the commanders talking to all of their players who actually made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And all I saw on my Twitter feed is like, oh my gosh, I'm a grown man. I'm tears in my eyes. This is crazy. Jeremy Reeves, of yeah. course, the kid making the um, the Pro Bowl. And I started thinking about it going, with Rivera as the head coach, Heineke at quarterback, Chase Young, an up-and-coming star, in some of these stories, I'm like, if there was an ownership change there in Washington, this almost feels like they've gotten to a point where they'd be the lovable team. Like, they're a team that could completely change them. Because you probably hate, a lot of people hate the Eagles. A lot of people hate the Cowboys. There's a, a, a huge amount of hate for the Giants just because of, of, of them being the Giants. But I'm like, if the Commanders had a different owner, how much different would all of a sudden we flip? We talked about, like, Trevor Lawrence getting a brand new coach in Urban Meyer, and everybody's like, okay, well, wow, it helps on the field. And also, I kind of pull for the Jags now. I think that would happen with the Commanders, especially with Rivera as head coach. 100%. And look at the way that roster is built. It's built very similarly. They're trying to do what the 49ers did. They're trying to yep. build everywhere else and hope they can get a quarterback. Now, if they had different ownership and maybe a different situation, maybe they could get a bounce back quarterback. Maybe somebody like, you know, as much as I, I don't want to get into this conversation with Raiders fans, like Derek Carr, I, I you know, I, the, the organization will have to make an interesting decision. He could end up in a place like Washington and mm-hmm. suddenly be a part of a lot of wins as well as that roster is constructed. It, it leads to a little bit of a conversation, though, about quarterbacks in general, Bernsey, because like Matt Stafford told us yesterday, he's not retiring. So, you know, we haven't seen him this year. We've seen the, for the last few weeks, I should say, we've seen the wheels fall off of the Rams. Uh, but Stafford did not have the season anybody expected. Brady is not having the season anybody expected. Russell Wilson's not having the season anybody expected. Right. Matt Ryan's not having the season anybody. Even Aaron Rodgers has had his fair share of ups and downs. So if you're, if you're picking from the group of vet quarterbacks, you think could absolutely bounce back next year. Who you got? Um, to me, and, and it's even crazy that we get down this road, it's still Aaron Rodgers. For the fact of as far as you're talking about talent that still has the arm strength, that still feels like he's in the game, albeit all the different headlines, I'm going with him. I was actually shocked with Darlington today. Because I, on Kenty and Carlin, I heard him earlier, he was actually making the, 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 the argument for Tom Brady. Take a listen to what he had to say. I don't think that he can, for instance, have two fumbles and 
two picks and and expect to be able to win any games. So, you know, do, do I, I actually think that Brady will continue to play. I think he'll play another season, and I think he's capable of going on another run, but they're going to have to put more dynamic weapons around him if he's, if he's going to be successful. Where do you put Brady on that list, Fitz? Yeah, I mean, Brady, to that point... It'll be 46! Ha- he'd have to be surrounded by a great group of offensive players and a really good offensive line. Like, there's no mobility coming around, which is why, like, I laugh at Raiders fans and say, well, Brady's going to head to Vegas next year. That offensive line is not going to protect Brady. There's no way. Like, I, Brady wouldn't take that deal. Yeah, I mean, Brady's going to look around and be like, "Where if he's playing a game for one year, it's going to be where can I win a Super Bowl in this next year? So I think, you know, Brady's still, he's going to come back for another year because why not? But for my money of all the bounce backs, I still think it's Russell Wilson. And I know he's been terrible this year, but they put too much money in it to let him fail. So whoever's the next head coach, which will happen soon for the Denver Broncos, the only question they're going to be asked in the interview is, how are you fixing this with Russell Wilson? Yeah. they got a lot of talent on that team. They need somebody that can come in and maximize the quarterback. That's something we saw Seattle do. I'm not willing to believe that Russell Wilson is, is the hot garbage that he has put on film this year. So I think Russell Wilson bounced back because... The, but he has, he, lost, has he lost that locker room is uh, my question. That's, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a question about how many guys respect him and what he brought to the table or what he hasn't brought to the table there in Denver. That's a really good question and complicates it. Maybe you're right. I'm back on Aaron Rodgers. Never mind. He's going to look great as the Raiders quarterback. Come on. Uh, the Nets dominated the Warriors last night. They've won seven straight. Where do they rank in the East? We'll talk about it with one of our favorite experts next on the ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.